I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hi, guys! Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the little fires everywhere after show. This is season one. We are so excited for episode five, which is duo. We have a special guest. Jordan Elsass, he plays Trip on the show. You guys know we've had a love-hate relationship with, with Trip, uh, <laughs> character. We started to love him, especially in episode five. We really loved him in episode five. So we're excited to get all into it. I'll start by introducing our panel. First up, we have Monty Villano, hey. who is... <laughs> who's a fan of Reese Witherspoon since Cruel Intentions and Carrie Washington since Save the Last Dance. She goes all the way back, honey. <laughs> all the way back, yes. And next up, Trina Dong, who's a fan of Reese Witherspoon since Election. That's Absolutely. Back. So back, what's up, what's up? <laughs> and then Chef Beans with the Mental Cuisine. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? What's going on? And I am your moderator, Kay Montgomery. I am a person that loves a woman-centered drama. And that is what we have here today. Let's get right into duo. Oh my gosh. Okay, guys. So huh, we're going to start off talking about Elaine and this ex-boyfriend, Jamie, who uh, she meets Wait, up Kay. with. Wait, Kay. Yes. Wait, you got to introduce our special guest. <laughs> Oh, I thought I did already. Jordan Elsass. <laughs> yeah, this Say is hi, Jordan. Hi. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like, I was just like, oh, was that like I don't I don't understand. And, <laughs> like, and I'll say I've 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 been a fan of Reese since uh since I'd say walk the line. I just want to throw that out there. I don't know, I don't know. I gotta okay. say because that wasn't mentioned and that's a classic, so I was like, gotta okay. throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love- yeah, yeah. I love that your intro is how much you love Reese. I love it. Because I was just like, this is Jordan. Like, he's a star in his own right. You're like, no, 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 no. I, too, love Reese, honey. I have Reese. Yeah, yeah. And Carrie. And Carrie. Yeah. Yeah. That was her Oscar-winning role right there. That's true. Carter. That was an awesome, awesome role. So we're going to get into... So we're going to get into um, her little situationship with Jamie... who we find out back in the day, they had quite the nice little love affair and they have plans to stay together, but he decided to kind of go on an adventure and uh, she stuck to the plan as is Elena's mantra. Um, were you guys, uh, what were you feeling and seeing her at the top at Paris dancing around in the club? <laughs> what were your thoughts, Wancy? I was like, man, I wish I was doing that when I was that age. I missed out. Is that what I was supposed to be doing? Uh, I also was like, wait, is this Reese? I didn't didn't realize it was them until they talked about going back and working for Shaker Times. And I didn't realize it was them. I was like, who are these people? Because they didn't use Reese, you know? Uh, But I, I enjoyed the scene. I thought it set up a lot and left us wanting more. Yeah, so... We do get a little bit more. <laughs> we uh, get them set up in New York. Um, Trina, did you get the idea that when she first headed out to New York, she always had the intention of hooking up with Jamie? Or what do you think was the whole backstory with that situation? 
I mean, I knew something was up when Bill's character was so, so, so against her going. He knows who lives in New York City. He mm. is not a fool. So I knew something mm. was happening. But when we, you know, when she went to the New York Times, it connected it all. And I'm just glad we're finally learning stuff about stuff <laughs> because we've got <laughs> so many things floating around that we're just waiting for answers. And so we finally got some. But yeah, I didn't know what she was up to, but I knew she was up to more than just the Mia portrait situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. How about mm -hmm. him like, I'm putting my foot down and her being like, I'm going to be gone for two days. See ya. I was just like, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. Okay, so they're out to dinner, fancy restaurant. Uh, in the words of Monsi, he was looking good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's this? With the glasses? So, I was like, okay. With his okay. little 90s glasses on. So they're yeah. chit-chatting and it's obvious they have a lot of history. I thought it was interesting how she didn't have to explain her kids to him. She wasn't like, I have four kids. She was like, well, Izzy's doing this and Bella's doing this. I was like, oh, so he knows about the kids. So there's been some type of interaction. Um, when they kind of have their like, I guess they didn't really have the argument. It was more of like a little tiff on the street. And um, he says to her, he mentions when you call this time, which makes you think there was a time before and combined with her talking about the kids, like he's familiar. And then also him saying, you kind of owe me an apology from last time. Wow, what did you guys think about that? Chef, what, what were your thoughts about that? Well, Reese's character has been, she's been strong in the womanistic like aspect, but also I feel like there's been a lot of things in her closet that she hasn't really rebuilt like we see that there was more to her going to new york so when he kind of set her in her place it's more so this image that you built from the last decade i know the real you so stop trying to feed me this fluff because it's not working and i feel like that pierced right through the shield that she likes to walk around with he's like look all this stuff I, whatever like stop worrying <laughs> to me i know you yeah so yeah. i really enjoyed him putting her in her place yeah, so I thought that was really surprising because, you know, she's throwing on the Elena charm. She bring, brings those Magnolia uh, bakery cupcakes. Oh, my God. What she wants from the receptionist. Yeah. So when she, <laughs> she knew what she was doing. Him, so when she says to him, why don't you come back to the hotel? And he's like, no, you're a narcissist. I was like, <laughs> what were your thoughts, Trina? <laughs> I loved every second of it. Hated every second of the Magnolia cupcake part. Loved every second of the narcissist part. <laughs> but Jordan, Jordan, I want to hear your thoughts. Were you are you watching this in time with us or have you seen them all or how is that going? It's funny because I think that a lot of people would assume that I've seen episodes ahead of time, but uh unfortunately, uh Hulu made the right call and canceled the premiere, so I hadn't even seen the first episode until it dropped, uh, until the first oh, three dropped. Oh. And I immediately binge watched those and I've been watching <laughs> ever since. And in fact, my parents got mad cuz Last week I watched um I watched episode uh, four before they did and like not with them and they were all mad and they were like why would you do that and I was like I'm sorry I, just, I had to see it I was really excited because I have a lot of scenes in episode four and um but yeah no you have a so super I'm watching it scene in episode right. four I wouldn't want to watch with my mama no yeah. exactly so I had to watch yeah. it I had to like preview it beforehand you know I, right. I had to be like oh, is this safe like am I good and, sorry mom I'm not coming over tonight I'm gonna be out <laughs> I'm not gonna watch that with y'all 
Um, but yeah, so I was watching in real time. And um, first of all, I just want to say Anna Sophia Robb killed it as young uh, Lena. She was fantastic. But all of this stuff in episode five, like just fantastic. Like all, every scene had so much behind it. And the stuff with, um, with Elena and Jamie in New York was really, really heavy. And I think that, I think that like what y'all were saying, which is just like, wow, like when that, that switch from them getting along and then suddenly she's like, come back to my hotel and he just drops the bomb and he's like, no, what are you even, like, what are you doing? Like, no, you're narcissistic. What are you talking about? You know, you're, you're here against your husband's will. Like, what are you doing? And, and like you guys said, uh, there may be a little more to the story that we get to see in, in coming episodes that you guys are going to get to see. Um, so I'm excited for that. Be on the lookout for that. Oh, so you're going through it with oh. us. Good to know. I am. I Good am. No, know. of course, I've read the script. So right. obviously <laughs> that's, you know, but yeah, yeah. But I'm seeing it for the first time. There we go. Every, every yeah. episode. All right. Okay. So we do have, some, so she is hiding something and she is <laughs> supposed to apologize. And I think it's an affair, you guys. What do you think? Uh. I think that's too, too easy. There's got, it's gotta be more. If it's just an affair, maybe it's been an affair maybe, going on for a very long time, you know? If yeah. there's anything that I believe now, it's that Bill's not having an affair. Now I see that to be true. Because yeah, he wouldn't have acted out like that. So yeah. now I scratched that from any previous thoughts. Yeah, I think it's something bigger as as well because it's something about the routine with their like sex cycle to how she's so structured <laughs> to like the shield that she puts up. It's like she's trying to literally be the architect of everything's going on to the point where it's tedious. But I feel like whatever's in her closet has influenced why she's responding the way that she's responding. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like with um with her secret lover or past lover, she's more herself. They're laughing about random things. But whenever she's with her husband, she's like, okay, I'm a wife and this is what a wife is supposed to do. So there's something that happened in between there that has made her who she is today. I guess we just don't know yet. For sure. Yeah. It will is our turn and more juiciness. Okay, well, we're so <laughs> excited to have Jordan here with us today. We're excited that you guys are here with us as super fans. And I think Chef has a message for you. Yes, absolutely. We just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. No matter where you're watching it, whether you're on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. Or if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you're at, please leave a nice, juicy comment because we appreciate you all. After Buzz has definitely given us confidence inside and outside of the studio and created a lot of opportunities for all of us. So please, thanks for your support. And we're excited to give you the after show that you've been waiting for. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's just go ahead and transition into Lexi's situation. So she has an abortion this episode and quite a confrontation situation with Mia. Um, it shows before her mom goes out of town, though, that she wanted to discuss something with her mom. What do you guys think it was? Monty, what do you think? You know, I think I feel like I've done this when I was younger that I wanted to talk to my mom and I kind of like extended an olive branch and I wanted her to then be like, what's wrong? And then I would just let it out. So I think mm. she was prepared to let it out, but it didn't move past that step that we're hoping for when we want somebody to ask us what's wrong, you know? But I do think if they would have been alone 
and Elena sensed that her daughter had something to say, it would have come out. It would have been like word vomit, except dad was there. And you know, when dad's there, it's a little different. This is like, you want to talk to your mom about this. This is so personal. Not that your dad's not, but you know, like it's different. Yeah, especially because we see the relationship she has with her mom. She's kind of like the golden child, right? I mean, right. Yeah. she's like her mini me. Yeah, she's like her yeah. mini me. So I think, yeah. So how do you guys think she would have taken the information though with if Lexi would have told her that she was pregnant? What do you think, Trina? I don't know. I think she would have maybe tried to get the answer to whatever it was. She, However she was going to react, she would do it quick and mm-hmm. do a cover-up kind of like Lexi did. And so I think, I know we'll talk about this as we move forward, but I think that Lexi is behaving as her mother would have. So I think that I'm not saying that she would have said abortion, but they would have done something proactive to make it not the town gossip. Yeah, so I think it's interesting that also she calls Pearl. Like she has mm-hmm. in her room, you know, that time when they're all talking about sex, there's a bunch of girls in her room. She's really popular. I'm sure she has a ton of friends. Um, her and her brother Trip are really close. Trip, why didn't she talk to you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know all of your friends are very well off I'm just interested as to why you guys think she didn't talk to any other friends she says to Pearl you're the only one that knows she didn't even tell her boyfriend so why don't you guys think that she told any other friends or reached out to anybody else I think think? oh Oh, sorry go ahead Trina well I was just gonna say she doesn't feel shame with Pearl because she sees Pearl on this very low level below her and so Mm -hmm. There's no judgment there mm-hmm. from Pearl. And if there is, she doesn't care. But the other <laughs> girls that are going to start talking, that's who she wants to keep impressing. You saw the scene where she's putting on the mascara the day after. Like, she is ready to put on a show. And Pearl's the only one that she's willing to share things that she may have done. Not wrong. I don't want to say wrong. But because yeah, I think ashamed that- of. Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I was going to say, because Pearl is so pure and so good that mm-hmm. she knows that she can trust that Pearl won't say anything. If say she went to Serena uh, mm-hmm. and she was like, you know, oh, can you come over? Like, this is what's going on. Serena would pretend to be her friend and be like, oh yeah, I'm here for you. But then as soon as she gets back to school, you know, everybody in the school knows what happened. Uh, whereas she knows that Pearl is good and that she has a pure heart and that she's not going to tell anyone. And she also because of the previous stuff with the essay that uh, Lexi used, she knows that Pearl, if she uses Pearl's name and puts it down, that Pearl is not going to put up a fight about it, or at least that's what she thinks. Right, right, right. There you wow, go. That, now that was a moment. What were you guys' thoughts? Oh my goodness. Monsi, what, what were your thoughts about her using Pearl's name? We don't find out <sighs> until they call her back and her and Pearl are sitting there. And Pearl's kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> what was your reaction to that? Girl, like... Man, Lexi was touched by an (laughs) angel girl. The (laughs) fact that she was able to walk in there and just look back and give her like a sad look like, I'm sorry. I would have grabbed her by the hair and (laughs) I would have been like, I'm sorry. She actually wrote her the wrong name. I couldn't, I was literally like, she's been touched by an angel. (laughs) I was so upset. I was so (laughs) upset. 
I, I had to stop it. I was like, I can't. I'm heat. I'm sweating now. Oh, I move on to the next person. I can't. But listen, why not just make up a name? My name is Bobo Lacoco. Exactly. Like, you really had to go for Pearl's name? It's Come on. Deep. It's deep. Trina, why? I don't know, but okay. Bobo Lococo is my <laughs> next name. And whatever thing I'm trying to hide, that's me next. Um, but I mean, I think she doesn't mind potentially getting her into some mess. And she, you know, probably is not wise enough to think beyond something fake. She's just taking something real, someone she doesn't mind, you know, taking down. You know, it's interesting. She says, I wrote this down and I was like, girl, no, she didn't. And when she said it, Pearl looked at her like, are you serious right now? <laughs> but, she, but she said something like, um, you know, my mom's friend was there. It would matter if people knew, unlike people, yeah. unlike if people knew it was you, it would matter yeah. if people knew it was me. I'm sorry, what? So she doesn't even value Pearl as a person with like a reputation to uphold or, you know, a person that can even, that's like saying like, you can't really feel shame. Yeah. So right. I'm just, I just had to do this. I just had to roll with this on you. And then you see Pearl get like fed up. We haven't really seen Pearl get angry, but Pearl gets angry, but then takes her home, takes care of her still. Um, because like Jordan said, she does have a really good heart, which mm. Mia let you know. <laughs> she, I don't got that. No. Yeah, Mia, Mia, no. I, I really enjoyed Mia this this whole scene because Mia, not saying she's ever held anything back, but she's like, I don't care how old you are. You want to truly ask me a question? Because I'll mm -hmm. tell you exactly how I feel. But mm -hmm. that scene was just so epic to me because I feel like it was a wake up call for Lexi. Whatever she was thinking up until that point in her life was like, no, this is how I feel about you. I don't care about your privilege. I don't care about the house that you grew up in. You're not, you don't have a pure heart. And I need you to know that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I thought what was interesting yeah. was a mirroring of that scene of her saying, um, if you shouldn't have to ask me, you can only answer that for yourself when she says, did I make a, you know, the bad decision. Mm -hmm. But then yeah. when Mia's on the phone with her agent, and she says, oh, I didn't, you know, I did whatever thing because the agent knows whatever secret this is. Right. And she says to the agent, did I did, did I do the right thing? So she's right. putting herself in the position. Mm -hmm. And then the agent says, that's only something you can answer for yourself. I was like, hmm, how interesting, like the mm -hmm. lack of empathy. But I could see the place she's coming from. Right. Because she's just frustrated and done with putting up with. Um, yeah, that drama from. uh from Lexi and she doesn't even know. She doesn't even know about the the essay, does she? Not no. about the essay. Could you imagine what she <laughs> <laughs> No. She would have never let her walk into the into the house. Cuz yeah, you know, know like so. at first Mia when they walked in, Mia hugged her and had like a moment with her. It wasn't until she saw the paperwork that had Pearl's name that she let her have it. She wasn't going to let her have it. She let her in her home, gave her the was a mom with her for 30 seconds, you know, giving her that hug that mm -hmm. you want. And then when she saw the paperwork, that's finally when she gave her, you know, what she needed. I thought it was quite funny how this episode, all of the Richardson ladies kind of got their butts handed to them a little bit. Yeah. Like everybody, <laughs> a little bit, uh, just, you know, and it, it, it's, it's all of them, all three of them kind of got told off, off a little bit in this episode. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Mia says to her, you have no concept of not having anyone who cares. What, where do you think that was coming from, Chef? Um, you, have, you have no concept of anyone because I, I just see, I, I go back to the first episode when we see them in the car. And we see that however decisions that Mia made got them into that point to where I think just the microaggressions, the different things that Black women like face, you know, just like just being completely transparent. So her communicating that was more so like, you don't know how good you have it to the point where you think you can just use people. But I'm not mm -hmm. going to pacify any way that you're feeling right now because you're in this situation. No, I'm still going to tell you about yourself. So that's what I think Mia meant by that. Thank you. Yeah. Does anybody else have a read on that? When she said that? I have to say, so it's interesting because we were talking about earlier that moment with Reese and Josh in the kitchen and how Lexi comes down and she's about to what we think is potentially confess and spill the, spill the beans about the pregnancy to Elena. Right. And, but then Josh walks in, you know, Bill walks in and she's like, never mind. So then it's funny to me because Mia goes, you don't have a concept of, of, of not having someone who, who cares, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm paraphrasing there, but she says that. And it's like, man, well, she tried to go to someone who cares, right. but then, but what Lexi fails to understand is that she has many other people. She has a bunch of other people in her life that would be willing to listen and care, including her dad. Um, mm -hmm. And it can be, it can be harder, I'm sure, uh, to, to, you know, sometimes like, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a mama's mama's boy, you know? And so sometimes <laughs> yeah. for me, it's a little easier to tell my mom things than it is to tell my dad, even though I have a great relationship with both of them. But I understand Lexi's trouble in saying in front of both of her parents, possibly confessing what was going on. But at the same time, you know, she does have other people other than just her parents that she could confide in. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I see where Mia's coming from there. Yeah, I there feel like go. maybe Mia's been in that situation, right? she has been in a situation where she has felt like or she has set it up to make us think that she has no one who cares but when she talks to the eight her agent her agent is where we get the most insight about her character i feel like because she's able yeah. to straight talk to her and she also yeah. knows about her past so she told her you know you need to let people in the more you the more you hurt um is a is a result of the isolation from the secret mm -hmm. that you're keeping you yeah, know right. so I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I'm excited to see that whole thing unravel. So, mm -hmm. unravel. <laughs> <laughs> You're unraveling. I'm totally raveled. I'm raveled. So true. <laughs> so raveled. That was so funny. Well, I was, I was shocked. Probably the most shocking thing visually this whole episode was seeing them get ready for school. And Moody's like, where's our lunches? And she has on like a t-shirt. I was like, yeah. who are you? <laughs> Is she wearing a t-shirt right now? <laughs> A-A-M, ma'am. Where are your pearls and heels? Like, yeah, that was, that was shocking for me. Especially considering like all the visuals that this, um, that this show gives us. I was like, that's a really good, that communicated a ton in a sure. short amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's get on into Trip and Pearl's relationship Ooh. and their relationship yeah. evolution, I should yeah. say. <sighs> uh, so, so go ahead, Trina. I mean, of course, we all loved this episode and what Trip did. He extended an arm. They met up, but she was 
like kind of torn up about it and she finally told her mom I did not think that she was gonna tell Mia because I thought Mia was going to pop off but Mm -mm. she didn't she kept it Mm -mm. she kept it she kept it so I was because you have a balance now like right right girl at my house that just had an abortion so I could tell my mama I had sex with at least I had an abortion she's smart right so yeah yeah that's like when one of your siblings get in trouble it's always good to come out with a confession that's when they get in big trouble you're like also I broke that vase last year you know it's always good (laughs) (laughs) well I love where we are I love where we are now that's all that's all I have to say yeah I think that really was a good moment when she told her mom and her mom just like is very honest with her and says, listen, like, you think it's all going to be fun games and easy, but like, it's sex is rarely easy. Like, even when you yeah. want it to be easy, it's rarely or simple, really simple. So I thought that was a really good piece of like advice, you know, for her to give her daughter, especially when she, I, I feel like the advice that she's given her thus far is like sex is like transactional and that whole thing. Um, sure. And then we, we learn a little bit about her dad. What did you or think do about we, that part, Monsi? Yeah. Or do I, again, we don't know. This could be Mia, like, uh, just, you know, creating this illusion, this story, because she doesn't want to tell her the truth. So I don't believe that we actually did learn anything. Maybe we did, but that could have just been another part. You know, like, it, it's just hard to believe the story with the dad because we keep getting different things. Mm-hmm. So and it's revealing more and more that there's something going on. So I didn't believe it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, well, she said very vague, like he was a man, he had a pulse, he breathed. Like, <laughs> right? I was just like, can we get some yeah. more? Right. We know there's something yeah. up with Jesse Williams. It kind of comes back in the end, and we can talk a little bit about that. But um, so Trip calls her up to meet her. They go out to the park. I was surprised we see. Uh, a very vulnerable trip. I think he's been made vulnerable because of the situation he has with Izzy uh, mm. when she calls him out and kind of yeah. basically calls him a player and like, you don't care about her, like whatever. It kind of makes him think more about himself, I felt like in that moment. What did you feel like watching that, Jordan? Were you like, oh my, he's coming around, he's coming around. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was finally like, dude, like get a clue. You know what I mean? Like I was watching and I'm just like, <laughs> bro like he's at the locker and, and he sees pearl and you know she passes by and i'm like come on like like come on and so finally when izzy is like you know what you're a bottom feeder you're disgusting like you just you get with girls and you have no you know no regard for their feelings whatsoever you don't care um and i think that trip really does a good job of hiding it uh but i think he is he is a little hurt and he starts to it gives him a little food for thought and <clears throat> And so he starts to he starts to realize, and that's what that's what makes him make that call. Uh, that's what sort of brings him to the point where he's willing to make that call. I think that took a lot for him, and I yeah. think that's why when we immediately cut to that uh, swing set scene, he is just already, you know, hey, this is why I came here, and he's really it's taking a lot out of him. I think that's one of the harder things Trips had to do, and uh, and, and that we've seen so far. Uh, probably actually the hardest thing that we've seen in in the series so far that Trips had to do at all. Uh, other than like eat food and uh, and so and so you know it's taken a lot out of him and he's really being vulnerable with Pearl here in this scene and that's never happened before Tripp has never felt this way about any girl he I don't think Tripp's ever had a serious relationship uh, up until this point maybe for more than a month or two at a time 
And so I think that the fact that he is catching feelings, so to speak, for Pearl is unheard of. And it's really something new to him. And so these feelings are coming out. And he, even he doesn't fully know how to be vulnerable sure. with these feelings. He's just sort of letting it flow and letting it out because he has never really felt this before. Yeah. Right now, he, I definitely thought he was uh, word vomiting because, like you said, being vulnerable for the first time, he didn't really know what to say. He even said, I'm not going to lie, like, I smashed a lot of chicks, but, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to you, 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 you are, right. I, I like you, though. But, so that's how you could tell he's just trying to, I guess, communicate how he feels about her. But like we said, Trip has always been this, oh, you want any pizza? How do you feel about this? very just like short worded black and white oh i can get those chicks so now that he's actually showing emotions i think we're going to see more from his character when it comes to his and pearl's relationship yeah i think it was super refreshing to see that vulnerability and just him being real because i thought like he probably does the mr smoothness you know to everybody but he was just like you're really really pretty and i was like oh my god <laughs> Am I the only one against Trip and oh. Pearl? Oh. I'm yes, so, I so against it. Like, tell us. I'm personally a little offended right now. I think I, <laughs> I gotta go, guys. I'm like, <laughs> too much. Oh, so, no. Monty, go for it. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I don't believe that Trip genuinely has developed feelings for her. That's not what I'm saying. Uh -huh. I just think it all started nasty. Like Pearl, you know, and Moody, that's where this was going. And that's where I, I feel like there's a little bit of backstabbing done by Pearl and Trip. I think Moody's super innocent, does not know anything that's happening right now. And I also don't even believe that Pearl really likes Trip. It's, it's mm -hmm. the image of Trip. It's the illusion of this sexy, like high school senior, I assume senior, like, you know, she's never had that. It's like, it's something that she wants because of the image that she's going to get with. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the connection yeah, she, she has with mom. Moody. Right. Like the connection she has with Moody, she doesn't have with Trip. And now this is making her feel like, oh, the cool, the cool, good looking athlete likes me. Like I'm going to keep going with this, even though I don't think that's really what her heart wants. So I'm so against it. I'm so against it. But Yo, shouldn't, she she be, shouldn't she be allowed to have a hot boyfriend? Why should she have to have the nerdy poetry book boyfriend? That's the boyfriend that she's always had. If she wants a hot boyfriend, then I say, go for it, Pearl. See how it goes. Sure. But Mr. Good. Poetry Notebook, she doesn't have to have as a boyfriend every time. He's a friend. He's a friend. It, it wasn't, it wasn't that, organic. Kid. Go ahead, Chef. To add to that, Kate, also... When has Pearl ever been allowed to be a teenager? It's okay mm. for her to date sure. somebody Go who actually has a... Go What's wrong with Trip? There's nothing wrong with Trip. And when it comes to Moody, Moody, it happens. You get friends on all the time. Yeah. He's struggling <laughs> to accept it, which has nothing to do with Pearl. It has nothing to do with Pearl. Okay. <laughs> so then, is Trip just feelings. gonna roll up to my? Is Trip just gonna roll up like, listen, one of us had to have her. She didn't <laughs> want you, so I guess I will take the fall. But I, I, I'll take I, care I, of her. I'm, I'm actually gonna request. Richardson. I'm I'm gonna request that we actually go back and reshoot it where Trip does that. <laughs> like, look, bro. Up. Look, one sorry, of us dog. had to have her, dog. I'm sorry. I'm right. sorry, man. <laughs> 
it like had to be me. Sorry, I'm teasing you. Well, let's get right into just talking to Trip. I mean, well, not Trip, talking to Jordan. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jordan. Um, yeah, I think we had a few questions for you. Trina, did you want to start? Yeah, let's do it. So again, thank you for joining us and thank you for sharing your insight with us. It's been thank so fun. Thank you guys fun. for having me. Yeah, I love that you're watching it and in the game with us. Just to start it off, the show obviously has an incredible cast. What was it like on set with everyone that half the people are seasoned and then half of you, you know, are newer to the game? What was that like? Right. Um, obviously, as you might assume, I'm newer to the game. Uh, not a Reese Witherspoon <laughs> or a Kerry Washington um, or a Josh Jackson. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it was amazing being there and working with them. Um, everybody there had such a different viewpoint and um, you know, set of, of, of experiences and, and expertise that they brought to the, to the table. And I think that working, especially with, excuse me, I don't know what that was, um, <laughs> especially working with people like Reese and Carrie and Josh that were much older than us kids and just so experienced was, there's no other way to put it. It was life-changing. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember first day I got to LA, went to bed, hotel, moved into this apartment the next day, go to the studios, had lunch with Reese and the rest of the Richardson kids. And I mean, just meeting Reese, I immediately was just like, you know, this is so surreal. And I'm sitting there talking to Reese Witherspoon and there's just this sense of being starstruck and, and, and then meeting Carrie and Carrie was amazing. And they were just all so kind. And I think that was really, really surprising to see like, wow, these are just regular human beings that are really, really nice and have, you know, are so talented and it's just like this is weird because you see them in magazines and, and interviews yeah. and they seem so larger than life and then you meet them in person it's just like they're people too um and I think that was that was one of the coolest parts about working with them is just sort of breaking that facade of like these are these are these a-list celebrities and rather they're just yeah they're definitely a-list celebrities but they're also just real people and to see them in their in that environment uh was just really really cool and then as for working with the other kids, it was a total blast. I mean, got along with everybody from day one, the chemistry was there. I don't think we had to, you know, we went to Disneyland as a cast. We went bowling, oh. we would go out to dinner. We did all this fun stuff, but I don't think some of that wasn't even necessary in the way of like, it was fun and it, it worked, but there, we already had chemistry right off the bat. Uh, the whole Richardson kids and, and also of course, Lexi, you know, who plays Pearl, uh, not to be confused with the Lexi on the show. Uh, <laughs> totally different, totally different deal there. But, um, you know, we all just got along so well and, and we had such a blast goofing around and, and, and working together. And um, it was awesome. It's good right stuff. On. So as you heard, we have a love-hate relationship with Trip. Some right. of us love more than hate. Some of us hate more than love. <laughs> right, right. clearly, own. yes, yes, I can see that. But tell us what your favorite part of playing Trip was. I think my favorite part of playing Trip was sort of fleshing him out and giving him that more than the, the, the multi-dimensional sort of element that was lacking some in the book and was also lacking throughout the first few episodes and sort of building on that and being like, hey, here's a little bit more to Trip. Here's a little bit more to Trip. Here's a little bit more to Trip was my favorite part because uh, as you guys discussed, at first glance, he comes across as rather one-dimensional, um, kind of just there to move the plot along, not necessarily a super interesting character, one you pay attention to. 
And then once we get into like episode four, episode five, we start to see a little more, uh, you know, the scene that the after sex scene with Pearl where he's, where he's like, you know, this is, this is screwed up. This is really, really screwed up. I don't know what's going on. I'm freaked out. I couldn't perform because this, these thoughts are racing through my brain and, and I don't know what's going on. And I feel weird about this and I've never, and it's not even just like, I feel guilty about my brother, but I also, you know, I've never felt this way about a girl and there's something different about you. And there's just so much going on through his, his head. And I liked playing that, playing to that uh, side of trip. And then of course the swing set scene that we saw as well, where he's really vulnerable and mm -hmm. he breaks down this wall of being the cool guy, the player, the guy that gets all the girls, you know, he, he completely just lets go of that and he doesn't even mean to. And I think that was so far that, that we've seen um, that and some of the scenes with Moody, because those are just really, really fun scenes to do. But that yeah. scene on the swing sets was probably my favorite scene to shoot so far. I mean, just that was that was a really intense scene. Really liked that one. It was one of the scenes I auditioned with, actually. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, wow. obviously, you're That's absolutely cool. killing it, because if some of us hate you and some of us love you, you're doing a great job. Right. <laughs> thank you thank yeah, you yeah of course so we read somewhere that one of your dream roles is to play the joker correct correct so who has been your favorite joker so far do you guys want to take a guess i mean like, anybody else trina trina take a guess or so yeah one of you guys i mean Joaquin I probably right heath ledger mm, oh. heath ledger heath, heath ledger heath only ledger. because only because he is just so like he's such a role model and so is Joaquin I mean Joaquin's amazing and they were two totally different performances uh, mind you but I would say still Heath Ledger because it's just it feels a little more like classic villain to me whereas mm -hmm. Joaquin felt like a almost not even like like a comic book joker it felt like a totally mm -hmm. different it was mind-blowing I mean the performance was incredible um and was just as good as as uh, Ledger's performance but just in a totally different way. And it didn't quite yeah. feel like it even fit in with the DC Batman universe. Yeah. Whereas mm -hmm. Heath Ledger's Joker was just like what I'd mm -hmm. grown up as a kid imagining the Joker to be like, you know? There you go. And I just love All Heath right. Ledger, like I said, this is great. Well, who doesn't? Hello. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so our last question, we all love the 90s on this show. We always talk about the 90s stuff that comes up. We wanna know, is there anything new that you learned from being on the show from the 90s that you didn't know before? Mm -hmm. um real world oh. didn't know what that was <laughs> no idea no idea no idea and I get on set and we're like talking I'm talking to Liz you know Liz the showrunner writer I'm talking to her I'm like so what is real world and she's like well <laughs> let me educate you and so we, like sat down the whole like team cast and had a conversation about this show and by the end we were just all like oh well maybe we should watch that because that actually sounds kind of cool <laughs> like that actually sounds great. like something we might enjoy um and so and so like I went and watched an episode of real world and I was like this is pretty good and then also another thing I would say is the style uh yeah. it turns out that I wore a lot of clothes that were I wear excuse me I wear uh present tense a lot of clothes like straight fit jeans that were popular apparently in the 90s and I was like man this is pretty cool that I already wear some of what my character is wearing you know what I mean mm -hmm. right and yeah. then um and 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 that was cool and then my sideburns I don't know if you guys noticed but nice. I not have to that level anymore I don't have the like sideburns <laughs> down to like my chin um but <laughs> that was really fun to grow those out and uh and do that sort of um you know 90s 90s look 90s player look <laughs> perfect 
Well, that's all the questions we've got for you. We've got more of the show though. So back to you, okay? Yeah, actually we got to wrap up now. Man, oh. we could talk to you forever. You have so <laughs> many great insights. Uh, you're just like so much fun. So I'm sad that we have to let you go, but thank you so much, Jordan, for joining us. Thanks, yes. Jordan. Thank you. We promise thank you guys for having gonna, me. We promise we're going to turn Monty. The next time you watch our after show, she's going to love you. We're going to make her love Jordan. We're going to make her love Tripp's character. Seriously, she's, team Tripp. No. Hashtag team Tripp. Team Tripp. Monty, you got to get with it. We can do another after show, a whole hour as to why I don't like Tripp. <laughs> Tripp and Pearl together, y'all. Not Tripp personally, just together. All right, so before well, before we wrap up, we want to give our fans a chance to follow us on social medias. Jordan, we'll start with you. Where can our fans reach you? I think you you have an Instagram account. I follow you on Instagram. I do, I do. So uh, Twitter is going to be at JordanLSass1, and then Instagram, which is where I'm active the most, uh, is going to be just my name, JordanLSass. Awesome. All right, Monty, what about you? You guys can find me across social media at Monsi Bolanos, M-O-N-S-E-B-O-L-A-N-O-S. Awesome. What about you, Trina? All right. Y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyTrinaDom. And Chef. You can find me on all social media platforms at Chef underscore Beans, but that's with a Z. Chef underscore Beans. Awesome. And I am Kay Montgomery. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at host K H O S T K A Y. Thank you so much for joining us at the little fires after show. We will see you guys next time for episode six. Oh my gosh. What could happen next? Uh, thank you so much again for joining us. Jordan Elsass. We will yes. see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Our founder, Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.